Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. I'm recording this episode a couple of days before Easter, and I thought this would be an appropriate focus for right now. And what is that focus? It's peace. This is a special episode. It's something I've had on my heart for a while that I've wanted to talk about because of the nature of our world today. If I ask you to tell me what the word peace means, what would you say? There are so many ways to define peace, but the second question that follows, what does peace mean to you, is how much peace are you experiencing in your life right now? When do you feel the most peaceful? I don't have to tell you how much our world throws at us every day, how much the world tries to steal our peace. There's uncertainty, there's conflict, there's unresolved issues, financial troubles, people problems, emotional burdens, relationships that are struggling, fear of making a bad decision, and the list goes on and on. But what's at the root of every one of these things. It's emotions and how those emotions impact us. So let me share a story with you. When I started my business many years ago, I had all of those thoughts that I just mentioned. You know, there was uncertainty, there was conflict, there were unresolved issues, financial troubles, you name it. I had every single one of those things. And that led to almost a constant state of worry. And I'll admit it. I know that we're not supposed to worry about things, but bottom line, I had a lot of worry, and that led to stress. Stress is something that is both mental and has a physical aspect to it. And it became a huge burden. That's what drove me to better learn and understand the emotions that I was having. And was there a way to better navigate those emotions? And thankfully, there is. I have what I believe is a strong Christian faith. And that is a great foundation for living an abundant and productive life. But I still felt like something was missing. And not to knock faith or anything like that, but I wanted something practical, something I could hold on to and practice. I needed a methodology for managing my emotions on a day-to-day basis, some understanding and set of practices that I could put in place and really couple with my faith to help me better deal with what life throws at me. I found this in the skill set we call emotional intelligence. It doesn't replace my faith. It doesn't replace those practices, those things that that I believe are the spiritual that are so important to me. What it does is it enhances it. And frankly, it gives me far better insight 
with high levels of emotional intelligence skills, I have far better insight into some of the deeper meanings and teachings of my faith. And that was a real bonus. To talking about the world today and what it throws at us. There is so much comparison that goes on. You know, what kind of car does the next door neighbor drive? How nice is their house? I looked out the window the other day and and I see the much younger couple next door uh, doing this amazing job on their yard, feeling guilt about that. I mean, it's amazing how our world puts these expectations on us. And whether we're at home or our families or at work or we own a business or we're an employer, whatever our role is in life right now, there is so much comparison and guilt and frankly, unrealistic expectations that the world wants to place on us. And a big one of those things that we all face is trying to please others or being our own worst critic. In my study of behavior and psychology and now a deep dive into brain science and and emotional intelligence, something has become very clear. We choose the emotions and the emotional drivers that we allow to live on in our lives after that initial emotion. So let me explain that, hopefully, a little bit better. We'll have an initial emotion. Thought is followed by meaning in our mind. So we have a thought, meaning is attached, and then we have an emotion. And we don't really control that initial emotion. But we do control if we allow that motion, that emotion, which is motion on our part in our brain, to live on. And so that is the concept that really struck me as, wait a minute, I have a choice here. Now, that's not to say I can control everything. I know that's not realistic and that's not true. However, there are things I can control. The emotions that we allow to live on, that we choose to continue to focus on past that initial emotional uh, response those tend to determine our decisions and our actions. So let me give you an example of that. Have you ever allowed worry, (laughs) we're back to worry, have you ever allowed worry to dominate? What was the outcome of that? Let me tell you what it was for me. Being stuck, a huge energy drain, I had less focus, I was less productive, and I'm sure you have other things that, that consequences that you have when you have a lot of worry and you really get stuck in that cycle of worry. But let's turn that around. What if you have hope or optimism uh, or even excitement? If you allowed those to stay, to focus on those kinds of emotions, many times the outcomes are far more positive. Isn't it funny how some of those emotions that we have, that we choose to focus on and remain in our brain, are really self-fulfilling prophecies. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's what we're focused on. 
It's what we allow to stay there. Do we have to work at changing it? Sure we do. Absolutely. It takes effort. It takes energy. But bottom line, where do you want to live? Do you want to live in peace? Or do you want to live in a place of contention and conflict? I choose peace. Am I there all the time? No, absolutely not. But that is that place that I try to return to as often as possible. Here's the point of all of this. We do have some control over which emotions we allow to continue. Again, not total control, but probably more than we might think. So peace, what is it? How do we get more of it in our lives? Intentionally choose to enhance a specific emotion. We need to do several things. Number one, name the emotion and understand what it means. It seems simple, but just naming the emotion itself is a huge step in the right direction. Number two, identify what has given us that emotion in the past. Are there events or practices or things we've done that have given us that emotion in the past? Number three, find ways to engage that emotion more with those practices that invite that emotion into our lives. I think that's, that makes sense, right? If we find that doing certain things gives us an emotion that we enjoy and want to, want to stay with, want to live in, then doing more of that, focusing on that, being intentional about that is a good way to get there. And then don't forget to celebrate those times that we actually are able to reach that place uh, of peace. And we're going to focus on peace, of course. When we're able to be in that place where that emotion is present by deliberately and intentionally making an effort to get there. We need to celebrate that because the more we celebrate that, the more it becomes an embedded pattern in our lives that helps us live more in that place where we want to live. So every moment of our waking lives is going to be filled with thoughts, meaning, and emotions. That's going to happen. So what we choose to be more present, to be the place that we live in more often is going to be critical. The practice that we put in place. Don't beat yourself up when you're not as intentional about being in a a peace-filled place in your life. Instead, change the dynamic on that. Reframe that for yourself. Choose to deliberately do what you need to do to get more peace in your life. And don't say, I'm a failure at this. Say, I haven't reached the point I want yet. And that yet is a very important word. It is an ongoing practice, an ongoing process of working towards putting more peace in your life. So consider things that steal your peace. What of those can you get out of your life or at least diminish the impact that they have? And I think that's a very important exercise. We tend to think 
that there's certain things we cannot get out of our lives. It's just there. There's nothing we can do about it. But this goes back to choice. There are things you can choose to do that will bring more peace in your life. Or if you don't make choices in that direction, you'll have less peace in your life. Either way, it's a choice. Also, think of things that bring you peace. How can you get more of those kinds of things in your life? Are you setting realistic expectations for yourself? Are you allowing other people to set unrealistic expectations on you? Do you find yourself in a place of trying to please others, trying to please this this self that's in your brain that says you should be doing this or you could do that better or why didn't you do this? None of those things are going to bring you peace. So be realistic about your expectations and be very thoughtful about the expectations you allow other people to put on you. To create a peace mindset. How do you do that? First, you have to understand that peace is not the absence of conflict or uncertainty. It is deliberately choosing not to live in the emotions that conflict and uncertainty bring to you. It is a deliberate choice. It is to be prepared to find peace in the midst of those things. And I want to, just for a minute, that preparation is so important. A mindset is not something you create at the spur of the moment. It is something that is prepared ahead of time. And whatever you need to bring into that, your faith, your practices, your past experiences, whatever you can bring into creating the right mindset that will allow you to live in that place of peace more often is something you should practice and build. Think of building a house on a foundation of things that bring you peace. I find peace when I understand that there is really truly very few things in life that I have control over, but through my faith, I can trust God to do what is best for me, even when what is best for me may not be what I think I want or need. So let me leave you with this. In our world today, peace is a precious commodity. But the beautiful thing about peace, you can generate as much peace as you want by intentionally choosing a pathway that brings you more peace. The choice is yours. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, 
eqfit.org.